Well, we're approaching year number three of executive orders in the state of Illinois and elsewhere across the country. I think there's, what, eight or nine different states that continue to have uh, monthly disaster proclamations. Well, all that apparently is going to be lifted May 11th. Even the federal government announcing that they're going to lift it on May 11th. That's going to be more than three years worth of uh, disaster proclamations and uh, looking at some of the the reporting that's happened over the past uh, few days about uh, the federal government and why they're saying May 11th and hence Illinois uh, seeming to parrot that uh, is because they need some time to ramp things down. Right. It's uh, not about necessarily COVID cases or test positivity or, you know, COVID deaths, which we were inundated with the death total day in, day out uh, on news reports, on CNN's ticker, all of that, of course, during the Trump administration. And then, you know, when Biden took office, the, the, the death ticker seemed to disappear. And then there were even more questions that were apparently allowed to be asked about, well, was that with COVID or without COVID or is that uh, COVID complications or they just tested positive COVID and they got into a DUI? accident that took their lives or you know so a lot of questions about all of that and that's going to be plucked apart but obviously um things are changing right uh but of course we can uh we can talk more about uh, that in a moment after we get to a phone call and we'll take your phone calls as they come in live and local uh good morning you're on wmay you know i called in about a week ago about uh about COVID, the covid and what would happen in the aftermath all the all the money lost. Well, they had it on TV last night for all that's been stolen through this this epidemic. Five hundred and thirty billion dollars, not million, billion dollars. And we're getting to that. I appreciate the call, and that gives us uh, the opportunity to delve into what happened over in Washington D.C. with House Republicans now looking into all of this. But just a flashback, all right? So we're looking at May eleventh being the date that uh, uh, President Joe Biden apparently said the pandemic's over. But this is the president from back in uh, September of twenty twenty two talking to 60 Minutes. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's, But the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing, and I think this is a perfect example of it. So again, uh, President Biden uh, saying back in September that the pandemic's over, but he is uh, continuing on with the pandemic policies until May 11th. Uh, Here is uh, Illinois Congressman Mike Bost on the House floor recently, and he shared this on Twitter of, uh, you know, his his criticism of the ongoing uh, COVID situation. Thank you, figure, and I thank my friend from Missouri for yielding to me. You know, back in September, President Biden said the pandemic is over. In early January, he extended his public health emergency for COVID for the 12th time. Now he says the public health emergency will end May 11th. The emergency's been ended, then extended, then expired, when all of us know that it hasn't existed for months. But I guess we can say now that COVID will magically disappear in May because he says so. Who knows? We might even get new guidance tomorrow. I guess the Americans should watch out. But the, but the American people, regardless of what was said on the other side of the aisle, are tired of this. They want to get back to business as usual. The American people are fed up with shutdowns that killed our jobs and restricted our rights. 
We're going to end this madness now, and we need to. That's why I'm a co-sponsor of the bill. And with that, I yield back the balance. So again, of my uh, it's Mike Bost, a uh, Southern Illinois uh, U.S. congressman uh, who used to be in the state legislature and actually made a lot of uh, attention, getting uh, waves whenever he, uh, during a budget negotiation in Illinois, threw a whole stack of papers. If you remember, he just threw them all over the place, and he said, "He's at it with this." <laughs> Uh, that was right before he ended up having a successful bid uh, to Congress. Uh, so, you know, ongoing, though, you've got this 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 need to find out. And I remember thinking whenever the pandemic initially started, and if you recall, even in Illinois, uh, in, in February of last year, uh, or of last year, of 2020, holy cow, it's 2023 now, uh, in February of 2020, uh, Illinois then public health director Dr. Ngaze Azike and Governor J.B. Pritzker held multiple news conferences where they said there, there's no general threat to the public from COVID-19. There's no general threat to the public, they said. But then... On a dime, it flipped mid-March where they were like, we have to shut down restaurants. And then they shut down schools and other uh, what they deemed non-essential businesses uh, that lasted for a good solid two months uh, with the stay-at-home orders. And then we saw the ongoing problems with uh, litigation against the the COVID orders. Uh, but over in Washington, D.C. now with uh, Republicans in control, you've got uh, the, the debate about what is going on with COVID-19 financing. And I remember thinking... This is going to lead to crazy amounts of fraud and all of the money that was being let, all of the tax dollars, our tax dollars that were being let for COVID relief. And we saw that fraud escalate with the unemployment situation. We still don't know in Illinois how much unemployment fraud there's been, despite taxpayers paying back what Illinois borrowed to make up for the spike in unemployment. That's just one thing. You've got all the other charges that are being brought against individuals who scammed the uh, Paycheck Protection Program and other COVID relief programs. So there's a lot of uh, unpacking that needs to happen here. Uh, And this is uh, a clip from Thomas Massey, a Kentucky U.S representative uh just some of the the opening statements he had in a recent hearing gentleman from kentucky's recognized as the second sponsor of this bill uh i'm very excited to see it moving here in congress it is long overdue and the other side of the aisle walked into this room tonight fully prepared to be diametrically opposed to it but the administration threw him a curveball the administration is in full retreat at this moment And so they have to retreat with the administration. Uh, I believe the administration would not have done this tonight. I mean, if you think it's a coincidence, I think you're a coincidence theorist. Uh, It is is no coincidence that while we were debating these very measures, the executive branch went into full retreat on this. They're They're actually trying to save, I think, the other side of the aisle from taking a tough vote. Giving the, saving some face so that they can vote against it because, well, the timing's not right. It's interesting to hear some of that uh, political prognostication there from Thomas Massey, um, a more kind of libertarian Republican uh, from Kentucky. Uh, so, you know, they're debating on uh, having a measure pass the House that ultimately would uh, get rid of the national emergency. It did pass the House, uh, but not after these ongoing hearings. Again, uh, here's James Comer uh, during a hearing yesterday uh, about the, the uh, oversights of pandemic relief and what kind of fraud there may have been. Strayed far from this mission. The Biden administration faced little to no scrutiny under unchecked one-party Democrat rule in Washington. This committee 
conducted almost no oversight of federal government agencies, programs, or policies. The nonpartisan Luger Center gave Democrats an F in oversight last Congress. Instead, this committee spent its time and resources demonizing America's oil and gas industry, investigating an NFL football team, and examining pet flea and tick collars. The American people have suffered from the lack of oversight and accountability. Crises have continued and worsened. Our nation is facing the worst border crisis in American history. Fentanyl, which is coming across the southern border, is the leading cause of death for many Americans. Americans are facing high energy prices resulting from policies aimed at diminishing domestic energy production. And the American people have struggled with consequences of prolonged COVID closures and lockdowns, inflation, and shortages of labor and goods. That's why this first hearing is so important. Today's hearing is a first step in examining the massive waste, fraud, and abuse in COVID relief programs. In March of 2020, the United States struggled to respond to growing threats presented by COVID-19. With the economy on the brink of collapse, Congress passed a series of bills intended to both fund the public health response and keep the economy afloat. The largest of these measures was the Bipartisan CARES Act. It created programs like the Paycheck Protection Program, which saved jobs at small businesses across the country. It rolled out pandemic unemployment insurance to help American workers who were victims of business closures and spiking unemployment. These programs brought relief to many Americans. But with massive government spending comes opportunity for waste, fraud, and abuse. Unfortunately, Democrats conducted little oversight of the over $2 trillion spent under the CARES Act. They did the exact opposite. They spent another $2 trillion, but this time with absolutely no protections or guardrails to prevent waste. And worse, they spent this money when there was no sign that it was actually needed. This out-of-control spending led to 40-year high inflation, kept people out of work longer, and harmed our economy. During the markup of this legislation, many of us warned that without oversight mechanisms in place, taxpayer dollars were at risk of being misused or lost. And again, lots of taxpayer dollars were misused or lost to the tune of billions and billions and billions of dollars. So I imagine we'll hear a lot more about the oversight and House Republicans are doing on that. Uh, and it should be across the board as far as uh, what they're looking at and lifting all of those rocks. But it wasn't just the COVID oversight thereafter. They're also after oversight of the Biden administration. And in particular, another hearing that was held this week in Washington dealt with the border situation. So we'll get to that next here on WMAY with Springfield's Morning News. I'm it is uh, darn near impossible sometimes to uh, fit everything into the program. Uh, so we're looking at some of the things happening in Washington, D.C. Spent a lot of it uh, looking at uh, Republicans in the U.S. House that are wanting some oversight on all of the COVID spending. But that wasn't the only thing happening over in the U.S. House. You had a hearing about the border situation, and a lot of people are uh, characterizing as a crisis because you've got millions of people who've crossed the border, millions more than crossed the border during the Trump administration, and people saying it's the Biden policies of getting rid of Trump-era policies that have led to this. Uh, here is Jim Jordan, who chairs a committee that was looking at uh, uh, oversight of the uh, the U.S. border, and in particular, you've got a movement that uh, is looking to impeach the border uh, czar, the Department of Homeland Security Secretary, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. It's 4.5 million. That's the number of illegal aliens encountered by 
CBP officials just in the time since President Biden took office. 1.7 million, the number of illegal migrants that Joe Biden released into American communities. 2,378,944, the number of illegal migrants encountered by CBP on the southwest border in 2022. The highest number, the highest number ever recorded in a single year in our nation's history. So again, Jim Jordan uh, giving an overview of uh, just how dire the situation is at the U.S. border and a lot of people pointing to uh, the ongoing issues of uh, fentanyl coming across, human trafficking, uh, and uh, even just uh, you know pure criminals coming across the border uh, and uh, others pushing back saying that that's not everybody that's crossing the border, uh, that there are uh, individuals that are fleeing from uh, totalitarian regimes in other countries uh, and there are families looking for better life in the United States. Jerry Nadler uh, used the uh, the hearing as an opportunity to go after Republicans and essentially call them uh, xenophobic. Uh, here's uh, Jerry Nadler from New York. This hearing will showcase the racist tendencies of the extreme MAGA Republican wing of the party that seeks to close the border to refugees from places like Cuba and Venezuela. It almost makes me miss their usual obsession with conspiracy theories and the FBI. So, uh, Jerry Nadler dismissing all of that, uh, but there's some real issues that need to be addressed, uh, and I don't think that simply calling people MAGA extremists or conspiracy theories is going to get to the bottom of keeping the American people safe. So we'll uh, see what happens continuously over in Washington, D.C. Uh, but again, some of the other headlines is uh, Mayorkas faces new impeachment article over handling a border crisis. House Republicans and Democrats weigh in. Uh, Democrats and Republicans battle in border crisis hearing. Uh, and uh, you've got uh, even more that's being had over in Washington, D.C., uh, with the ongoing efforts to uh, provide oversight. So is this just the opening salvo of uh, House Republicans in providing that oversight on COVID, on the border crisis? When are we going to get to the Hunter Biden laptop situation? When are we going to get to oversight of the classified document situation? Uh, these obviously are some uh, pretty important things that uh, we'll be we'll unpack as, as it goes along uh, here with Springfield's Morning News on WMAY. I'm Greg Bishop. You can always follow along. Bishop on air on YouTube, Twitter, uh, Facebook, just search it out and you can connect with us.